With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Is there someone else that you feel like got slighted or, or is on the cusp of making the Hall of Fame that didn't make it this year? So there is a list, and I made one, Pete. It's almost like we pre-plan these repos. We don't, but he reads my mind well. <laughs> I made a list of who's next, or at least who I think can be next. Uh, keep this in mind, because I was looking at the list of who's in the Met Hall of Fame, because it's not something we actually all remember. So I'll go real quick. Uh, Joan Payson, who was the owner of the team, the original owner of the team. Casey Stengel, obviously, original manager. Gil Hodges, World Series manager. George Weiss, which... I don't understand. He's a former Yankee executive and he was an executive in the mid sixties. So I guess he left in 66. So you want to say he sort of contributed to the, the building blocks of the 69 team, I guess. Uh, Johnny Murphy, who was a scout, William A. Shea, of course, Ralph Kiner, Bob Murphy, Lindsey Nelson. All right, let's get to the players now because the Mets had to honor non-players for the first 25 years. Buddy Harrelson, 69 team, 73 team coach in 86. Rusty Staub, LeGrand Durange, George Thomas Seaver, Jerry Kuzman, Ed Cranepool, Cleon Jones, Jerry Grody, Tug McGraw, Mookie Wilson, Keith Hernandez. Basically, they were inducting guy one guy every single year in the early 90s and late 80s. Then they missed a few years and finally inducted Gary Carter, who came out four years after Keith, which is a little weird to me, but whatever. Tommy Agee. Back in, and then they had an eight-year layoff, and in 2010, they brought all the 86 guys back. Frank Cashin, who's hated by a lot of Met fans, Doc Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, Davey Johnson. 2012, Johnny Franco. 2013, Mike Piazza. And then in 2020 slash 2021, they put in P- uh, Eduardo Alfonso, Ron Darling, and John Matlack. Keep this in mind before I give you a list of some names. Every single player who made the Met Hall of Fame was on a pennant-winning team. Think about that. Either 2000 or 86 or 73 or 69. Most of these guys won championships, but obviously with Piazza and Alfonso, they were on a pennant winning team. So as I was kind of realizing that, one of the guys I thought about was Johan Santana. Just thought about Johan. I thought he was a pretty good Met. He was obviously a big part of the history, throwing the first no-hitter in in the history of the franchise and also through one of the great clutch performances of all time, Game 161 in 2008 on three days rest with a torn meniscus. So I think Johan's a guy that should be honored, but he never pitched in the playoffs for the Mets. And that's not a knock on him. It's not his freaking fault. But I don't know. Does Johan make the cut, Pete? I think so. I think so. I think really what it is more than 
Johan should be definitely in. It's like we should always have a block on the whale ponds. They should never get in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, <laughs> that's what that's what that says is that the Will ponds just really mismanaged their organization for so long. So Johan Santana did everything right. You can't blame Johan Santana for uh, an organization not supporting the team. Johan made 109 starts with the Mets over four years, so it's not the hugest sample size in the world, but actually pitched to a lower ERA with the Mets than he did with Minnesota and finished third in the National League Cy Young voting his first year of 08. It's not a lot of time. I mean, Johan Santana was essentially a really good Met for three seasons. I wanted to bring him up out of the gate just because I think it's controversial because the other guys, there's no debate on. Like, obviously, David Wright. I mean, what? Okay, let's move on. I mean, what, what, what's there to say about that? So I bring up Johan because can he break through? And if Johan gets in, then here's another guy who blows Johan away in terms of years spent with the Mets and dominance with the Mets. And again, did not pitch for a pennant-winning team. And that person spent seven years with the Mets, more years with the Mets than any other team he pitched for. He won 81 games with the Mets. Won more games than any other team he pitched for. Made 169 starts and threw 1,200 innings. More than any amount of innings with any other team. That person I'm talking about is David Cohn. So can David Cohn break through and be honored by the Mets? I mean, to me, I think he should. He was a great, he was a tremendous Met. Was a part of the 88 team that at least made the playoffs. Unlike Santana, you know, David pitched in the postseason. But Again, you talk about some of the great Met pitchers of all time. We know who leads kind of the list, but David Cohn may make that five-man rotation. Yeah, but what's the criteria? Like, because again, like I, I think David. It's funny because I know that he won the World Series with, with the Yankees, and he had significant games with the Yankees. But I do see him almost like more of a Met or split time. You know, we talk about Al Leiter. Al Leiter should always be thought of as a Met more than anybody else. But David Cohn spent just as much time as 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 lighter did. So, so I don't understand how that, that would even be like a, a conversation. He's definitely. In. And Cone was, you know, Cone was better than Al lighter as much as I love Al. Um, David Cone is more of a Yankee only for this reason, even though David was a better Met than Yankee, won more games, better ERA, better prime of his career was with the Mets than the Yankees. But we all know the difference. And that's, he was a big part of a dynasty. He won multiple championships there. He was such a key cog, to that mid-late 90s Yankees dynasty that that puts it over the top. That I do think, fair or not, David Cohn is more known as a Yankee than a Met. And I'll tell you where we benefit from that. We benefit from that with uh, Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza was a better Dodger. He was. I I don't think it's debatable, but I think he's become known as a Met because he was the face of a team that got to a World Series and became the face of this organization. So, even though David Cohen, if, if we're debating it, was a better Met than Yankee, the championships play a big part of it. But if we're adding more guys to the Mets Hall of Fame, David Cohen is definitely one of them. Some of the easy ones, David Wright, clearly. I don't think there's any doubt. Actually, he played the second most games in the history of the franchise. The other guy who I also think statistically is a no doubt about her is Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes is a Met Hall of Famer. He ended up playing in the third most games in the history of the franchise, which also reminds you, that they've had such a tough time keeping position players around. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, we just did our last, last podcast on the guy. At some point, Carlos Beltran should go in the Mets Hall of Fame. We may not be ready to retire the man's number, but he probably should. Uh, the other borderline guys, and this one, I don't know if I should say this one out loud. Because I was thinking about it, and then I realized, A, I'm going to get a lot of hate emails for just for suggesting it, and B, he would get booed. Like, literally, there'd be an induction ceremony, and the guy would get booed. But he was a very good Met in the regular season. And that guy's Armando Benitez. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, just, it's just the reality. Guy saved 160 games here. Guy saved 40... 41 and 43 games in back-to-back years. He was, uh, <laughs> you would have to make a special day for Armando Benitez. Like him, he gets retired or gets in the hall of fame on the same day that we pay Bobby Bonilla his last dollar. <laughs> that's what you'd have to do. Like it'd have to be some kind of odd celebration. And that's the only way. And you, cause you're right. Like you have benefit. You have nailed it down. How good Benitez was. In his tenure, there just happened to be a lot of crappy games attached to him, like some really bad blow-ups. Yeah, and his reputation will never recover. You know, there are guys, I call it the Harry Truman effect. Harry Truman left office with the worst approval ratings, I think, in American history, and now is regarded as a top 10 president. Like, people look back at Harry Truman, (laughs) and he's very highly regarded. So he was able to turn his legacy around. It happened. How the hell did... What was that? How the hell do you find a way to either throw in a Nets reference or a presidency reference every podcast? It's, imp- it's impossible, but you do it. Because it's relevant. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Harry Truman thing is very relevant. There are guys who can change their legacies. Carlos Beltran, I think, has a chance to change his legacy in the way Met fans view him. Armando Benitez is dead. Like Armando Benitez is James Buchanan. There's nothing that's going to change his legacy. Armando Benitez, and I and I thought this guy was a great human, is Herbert Hoover. I'm sorry. He just is. Great humanitarian, by the way. Terrible president, or at least blamed for one of the catastrophes in American history. Armando Benitez is Herbert Hoover. Armando, fair or not, he is. He's there's no recovering his reputation. And the last guy I thought of, uh, besides current look, Jacob DeGrom, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. And I think time will heal those wounds for anyone who still has wounds with him. I think he's going to have his number retired. So, you know, forget Met Hall of Fame. That's easy. Uh, and the other guy I thought about is Jesse Orozco. Jesse Orozco was a Met for eight years. He obviously has also become iconic because he was the guy on the mound for the last out of not just the World Series, but that classic game six that won the Mets the pennant. So if Tug McGraw's in the Met Hall of Fame, and he is, I said Tug's name, didn't I? He's in the Met Hall of Fame. I believe you did, yeah. I think I did. <laughs> I better double-check that one. Then why the heck not? Why not Jesse Orozco? So he's definitely a guy to look at. Yes, Tug McGraw, 1993. Okay. There you go. Whew. Right. Can I give some names that I, I would think that should be or on the cusp? And some are fun. Like, you know, like you think of Bartolo Colon. 
I, and I, I no, hold on, hold on. T- take him for what he was. He was a presence, and they should find some way to put him and recognize him. Again, the home run that he hit was pretty fun. And but again, he was in a t- an era, a time that the Mets weren't as great, but he was significant. He was a good piece of the team. R.A. Dickey had his moments. That's something to be th- to be thought of. And someone you didn't name, he wasn't a player. Terry Collins. Yeah, I mean, well, Bobby Valentine, too. You know, if we want to honor the managers that won pennants, I, I would put Bobby Valentine ahead of Terry Collins, but I get it. I get it. But then again, Yogi Berra's not in the Met Hall of Fame, and he was the manager of the 73 team. But, but you know what? But Yogi Berra had a name behind him, and he was a significant player. Terry Collins was arguably put in the worst situation as any manager of, a, of the New York Mets. He was basically, this team was dead. They were awful for years, and he just kind of had to deal with it. He had to try, try a way to right the ship. And again, that 2015, when they went to the World Series, they weren't even supposed to be contenders. Yeah. And they took them to the World Series. Yeah, I, I think Bobby Valentine and Terry Collins are interesting. You know, getting to the World Series is a big deal for this franchise. We haven't done it a lot. And I think Valentine, I would actually make more of an argument for because he also took over when things were really, really bad. And he helped immediately transition them from this joke of a franchise managed by Dallas Green, Jeff Torberg, and guys like that into a respectable team in 97, 98, 99, and beyond. So I think both guys are deserving. Uh, that 2015 team is going to be interesting as years go by because we're seeing the 2000 team now start to get honored with Edgardo Alfonso, with Mike Piazza, with Al Leiter. Those are the three guys from the 2000 team, and they should be. I, I think those are clearly the three guys, and you could probably stop there. I don't think Robin Ventura necessarily needs to get in, despite being an iconic moment. Benny Agbayani, Todd Pratt, guys like that. I think those three are very fair. Uh, 10, 20 years from now, we're going to look at that 2015 team, and I think DeGrom's easy. I think that's an easy one. You mentioned Terry Collins as a second. Beyond that, Cespedes for the show. David Wright, too, I know is a part of that team, so I don't want to leave him out. David, I don't think of David Wright strictly in 2015 terms because he wasn't the same guy as he was years earlier. But David Wright, Jacob deGrom, Terry Collins, I guess you could stop there. But Yoenna Cespedes and that trade and that impact was monstrous. And we all remember what it did for that team, rising up and winning the division. Matt Harvey didn't do enough. Um, Noah Syndergaard didn't do enough. Jairus familiar people hate. He's got the Benitez factor going on for him. <laughs> if Conforto ever comes back, and, <laughs> you know that that that's a name that could be. Listen, Conforto, uh, I I could dog the guy as much as I want, but for he did have some good seasons with the Mets, and if he ever did come back in a couple of years, if there's availability, I mean, you could see him being honored for sure. He's got a lot of work to do. Pete Alonso's on the right track. He's got a lot of work to do. If there are guys we missed, of course, you can email us, therico at gmail.com, or tweet at us.